0: you're listening to this, that means we tricked your ass into listening to our show. This is the 10-ish podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. So, sucker, welcome to episode 88 of the show where we guess each other's top 10-ish lists. True. It is true. What do you think of our show, Brandon, 88 episodes in? Are you happy you're doing it? Yeah.
1: Hmm. Having a good time and making waves. <laughs> Are we making waves? <laughs> sure. I don't know what that's supposed to okay. mean, but we're making waves. It's true. Yeah, I I haven't gotten bored with it yet and I get bored with things pretty easily, so.
0: It's true and I'm bored with you. I've been bored with you since we hit record here, but uh, I have to ask you if you have your
1: nostalgia pants on today. They're shorts, but yeah, I got nostalgia shorts on. I've always got a pair of nostalgia shorts on. It. There's no better time to revel in nostalgia than during mm-hmm. the shittiest period of recent history, which is now.
0: Are you saying that because we're
1: talking to each other right now or because of COVID? Yeah, not this exact second, but uh, yeah.
0: Well, we have a lot to talk about today and it's going to take your mind off that shitty world we all live in. Uh, But first, let's knock out a few podcast reviews since we haven't done that lately. If you're new to the show, we like to read reviews from people just like you. And the first one I have here comes from Nick and it's not me. It's Nick from the We're Here to Tell You podcast. Nick says, this show is so funny and I really love the banter. I'm glad one of us likes it. I also like the various topics of discussion. It makes each episode unique and something to look forward to.
1: Wasn't that sweet? He didn't use any exclamation marks because you didn't yell. No, but
0: what's great about his review is it shows that somebody out there likes this show. That's one. Thank you, Nick. The next one comes from Getting Weird and that's weird with a Y so you know they like to party, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the quote. So, these guys are some libtard, snowflake, filthy hot dog goblin, snarky little trolls. <laughs> <laughs> this is a positive review by the way. But what a hell of a show! One of the best I have listened to. Thank you. But if you don't like my review, unsubscribe from my five stars. Keep it up guys! Hashtag Right?
1: That was a five-star review. That was a five-star review. I mean, I'm rating his or her review oh, five Oh, you're stars. rating? <laughs> yeah. So, let's see. We're libtard, snowflake, filthy hot dog gobbling. That was the right button to push. That got me. <laughs> you know your audience. A snarky little troll. Thanks getting weird. From one snarky little troll to another, thank
0: you. And if you want your shitty little review read on this show, write a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser.com and we will read it. So, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the juicy shit. Today, we're going to take a stroll back to your childhood. Uh, Well, maybe not your childhood. I don't think electricity had been invented yet, but at least my childhood. And we're going to talk about the best-selling Nintendo video games of all time. We had a question recently on our Q&A episode about Nintendo characters. During that episode, when we were recording, I took a note down that I want to revisit video games, and I looked back in our history We haven't done a video game episode since episode 27. Well, then we're overdue. We're overdue. Episode 27 was the best-selling video game consoles. Today, we're going to be talking about video games specifically for the Nintendo, any Nintendo console. Oh, it's any console. Yeah, any Nintendo console. Right. And our first episode, we did the best-selling video game franchises ever on any console. So, we're going to hone in a little more today, but this is extremely guessable. You know, there's no big surprises here. But I thought it would be uh, a good way to talk video games.
1: Tell me, does it count the games that came with the console as a, as a sold game? I'm
0: glad you asked because I excluded those games. Ah. The best-selling Nintendo game ever would be Wii Sports. But it's a, it's a cheat because it was bundled with every Wii, right. or at least most Wiis. So, I disqualified it. So, yeah, I I only included games that were primarily sold separately. Now, in some cases, they're like bundled at a later time, but the majority of the sales come from individual units.
1: Like, I think at one point you could, and I'm I'm not guessing this yet, but like, I think at one point you could probably purchase like a gold colored Nintendo Entertainment System that came with the gold, like Legend of Zelda game. Yeah. Or they did things like that.
0: You're right. And, and those might be in our list here. But uh, the majority of their sales came from outside of that. Yeah. And we're talking the number of games sold, not the amount of dollars the game generated. Right. Uh, we're talking about the number of units sold. Before we get to guessing, I took to Twitter and I asked my followers, I asked them two questions. I'm going to read them both to you. Uh, and by the way, I asked this on my new personal Twitter account, which is at the Nick if you followed me before, you're going to have to follow me again. It's a long story. not going to get into it, but you can follow me at the nick E-M-E-L. And I asked, what Nintendo console do you most associate with your childhood? And I thought this was an interesting study of basically age group. I thought we'd see a lot more recent shit, but I would say, I would guess about 90% of the answers were the original
1: NES. Yeah, that was the one I, I was going to say.
0: Yeah. I have owned every Nintendo console, at least the TV consoles. And the Nintendo Entertainment System, I definitely owned it as a kid, played it as a kid. However, the Nintendo console that I most recall spending a ton of time on is the Nintendo 64.
1: That's the one I actually remember spending a ton of time, like in high school. There were more games that you could play for longer, like Super Mario 64 and Goldeneye. And I think I might have mentioned before, not a great movie, maybe even not a great game, but I really loved... uh, Star Wars Episode 1 Pod Racer. It was just a racing game. I remember that. I played it. Nintendo 64 had a ton of great games that you could get a lot of play out of. And because Nintendo 64 uh, would accommodate up to four players at the same time, that was one of the first party consoles. Yeah. When we were in like high school and college, you could play GoldenEye or... Uh, do you remember the game NFL Blitz? Oh, yeah. Those were... Oh, and Mario, uh, Mario Kart 64. Mario Party as well, the first Mario Party, which
0: I contend the first one is still the best, uh, came out on the N64. Um, but let me read you a few comments from people on Twitter. Overlord Dan at Dan underscore TMC said, the original NES for sure, lots of blowing on and licking cartridges. <laughs> I never licked them. <laughs> I was going to say, I was not sure if he was
1: joking there or not, but uh, I've licked a lot of things. Believe me, but not a Nintendo card. It's really lewd to think about like holding that cart and going like... (laughs) When that little (laughs) rectangular opening. Oh, baby. We were just gushing about the N64, but the No Better
0: Death podcast at No Better Death number one, he says NES and Super
1: and he hated the N64.
0: And to him, I say, the fuck out of here with that shit.
1: I actually didn't have the super uh, I didn't have the Super Nintendo, yeah, but you know, like my friends did it's weird even as an adult now, the music the plays at the beginning of Super Mario World makes me immediately think of staying up really late at somebody else's house mm-hmm. makes me think yeah. of sleepovers, so when I play um Super Mario Brothers Deluxe on the Nintendo switch now, and yeah. that music comes on it. <laughs> Makes me feel like I'm 12, and I just stayed up late to watch Beavis and ButtHead, and then play Super Mario World. Do you mean Beavis and ButtHead, like the original sitcom, not the like 90s movie? Oh, Beavis and ButtHead. I was thinking
0: of Leave It to Beaver. Beavis and ButtHead. <laughs> I got you. Fuck? Okay. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. That was a mine. You were really yeah, thinking fuck. of Be- of Leave It to Beaver. <laughs> Leave It oh, to well, Beaver. That's why I was like, Are you joking when you say that? But yeah, my bad. Okay, this is from the Suck My Fanfic Podcast. God damn! They said the Wii. The Wii. Can you believe the fucking Wii? I mean, I, I like the Wii fine, but that shit's only like, you know, 12, 13 years old. Uh, he said, I obsessed over that thing for so long and when I finally got it, you couldn't pull it away from me until my 30 minutes was up and it was my brother's turn. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> Did you have a similar experience growing up? Yeah. My brother and I would ride our bikes down to to a video store and rent a Nintendo game and ride our bikes back. I remember like we would race each other back because then it was a race to see who could get and start playing it first. <laughs> fucking idiots. But I usually let my brother play first and I would read. Remember you used to have to read the little yeah. book that came with it. You tell me. You told me this. You, and Brandon's the older brother. Yeah, I'm the older brother. So, he would play and he wouldn't know what to do. And I'd read the book and then I'd make him look like a fool when I took over. <laughs> playing Nintendo with my brother is where I learned to take a punch. From your brother. Yeah, it always devolved into a <laughs> throwdown.
0: See, I can't relate to that at all because I'm the youngest of three kids and they're both girls. My, I have two sisters who did not give a shit about video games. I never had to fight with anyone about video games in my house. You just fought yourself. Yeah, and I, I'd fight you though now. You might get a punch from me. But you mentioned going to the, the video store to rent mm-hmm. video games. That is something lost on today's generation because... That was such a huge crucial part of my childhood and I remember I used to rent games kind of off the beaten path. Like I remember playing a a game on the Super Nintendo where it was like Shaq, Mm -hmm. like Shaquille O'Neal and he was racing through like dungeons and shit but dribbling a ball the (laughs) whole time and the ball was his weapon. (laughs) Shit like that.
1: Yeah, we had a game on Sega Genesis called uh, Charles Barkley's Shut Up and Jam. (laughs) God a real it. '90s name for a game. If you threw the ball and like you missed the pass, that the ball just kind of bounced off into the opposite end of the court, uh, a recording of Charles Barkley would say, "Cook it the damn ball," and <laughs> and we thought that was amazing. Yeah, there was also NBA Jam,
0: uh, which I think was the Super Nintendo. I played the hell out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also asked my Twitter followers, "What is your all-time favorite Nintendo game?" And we got a lot of Mario, a lot of Zelda. Uh, but some of the stuff kind of off the beaten path. Simon at Precise Path mentioned Banjo Kazooie, which brought me back because I played the shit out of that game when I was like eleven, twelve. Mm-hmm. And you don't hear it mentioned as much anymore, so that
1: that was cool. Did you ever play Banjo Kazooie? Uh, I might have rented it once, but no, I don't. I didn't play a bunch of it. It was a 64 game, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: It was kind of like uh, a 3D like Mario 64 type yeah. platformer. Let's see. Elizabeth at E Turner Babe mentioned. Hard to choose, but most likely Perfect Dark. I've never played that. Have
1: you? I never played that. the N sixty four? Yeah,
0: two or three more here, and then we'll move on. Moon Goddess said, "I've never played Nintendo." Oh no! I had in television in the early eighties. My favorite game was Pitfall, <laughs> and she showed a GIF of Pitfall, and it looks Pitfall archaic, is it's like a least. stick.
1: Yeah, it's a stick figure guy. Yeah, you really had to use your imagination with some of those early video games. Like they, yeah. you know, now the problem is that it's, you know, I'm, I can put headphones on and play a console game on like a big 4k TV and the game is as lifelike as possible with like professionally recorded sound and you can play something that scares the living shit out mm-hmm. of you. It will seem so real. Like I can't, I bought the Bioshock package on Xbox. And I can't play it because it gives me anxiety. It's too realistic and too freaky scary. Too spooky for you? Yeah, but like in Atari, if you wanted to get yourself spooked, (laughs) I mean, you would have to take like a whole bunch of drugs and then play Atari because the Atari is just
0: not going to cut it. You'd have to like take a uh, a fork and stick it in the Atari like a toaster to get your thrill.
1: Hope you don't get electrocuted. You'd have to play the Atari with uh, like the creature from the Black Lagoon <laughs> if you wanted to, <laughs> to get scared.
0: Well, speaking of creatures from the Black Lagoon, that's a perfect segue, not really, into you guessing the list. And we're going to do the top 15. I only have notes on the top 10, but I did the top 15 just to add a little more variety because the top 10 dominated by just a few franchises. Okay.
1: So whenever you're ready. So, um, based on what you said earlier, I am going to quickly, just for anyone who's thinking about them, rule out the original Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario World, and Mario 64. Although, hold on a second, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm remembering my dad getting pissed off when he bought the Nintendo 64 and found out it did not immediately come with a game. So, is Mario 64 in the top 10?
0: No. But... And maybe I'll have to. Was I wrong on one of those? No, no. I might need to do a fact check later. But the number one I have down is Super Mario Brothers. Was that for sure packaged with all the consoles?
1: So I know some. I didn't come across that. Yes. So I, to my knowledge, Nintendo Entertainment System came with the dual cartridge. Did you have one that had uh, Super Mario yeah, Brothers it had and Duck Hunt? Duck Hunt? Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I read in my research that that was released later, not at launch. That's why I, yeah, that's
1: why I included Super Mario Bros. Well, if that's wrong, then it's not your fault because it confuses the hell out of me too and I was like seven years old (laughs) when we got it so, I probably not the like authority. I'll go with that. So, Super Mario Brothers is number one. It is number one and… That shouldn't be a surprise, a shock to anybody though, right?
0: No. It's not the number one best-selling game ever, though, if you're looking outside Nintendo. That's actually
1: Minecraft. Oh, yeah. Because it's 25
0: bucks. Well, yeah. And it's on like every console, including your phone and computer and all that. But anyway, Super Mario Bros. is number one. It sold 48 million units. It was published in 1985. And I wanted to mention that because in some ways, 85 seems like forever ago. And in some other ways, 85 seems like not that long ago. For such a culturally significant, like, pop
1: culture phenomenon like a Mario. Well, and think about how far, like, just how far a video game has gone. Yeah. Even if you're just talking Mario. Well, one other thing, too, is
0: we were talking about, like, did it come bundled with the NES? Mm -hmm. Despite that, it was also released, it was republished on the Wii and Game Boy Advance, which also contributed Uh, to its sales. So, for each game in the top 10, I have an overview of the game pulled directly from Wikipedia. Oh, you know, I forgot to mention my source. All these game sales come from Nintendo themselves. I used a Wikipedia article to kind of guide me, but the the sales figures are from Nintendo because Nintendo is a publicly traded company. Mm -hmm. So, they have to release all their sales. Um, But anyway, so I have the one sentence overview of each game from Wikipedia. And for Super Mario Bros, it says, players control Mario or his brother Luigi in the multiplayer mode as they travel the Mushroom Kingdom to rescue Princess Toadstool from Bowser. Wasn't Bowser called King Koopa in the beginning?
1: Because the, yeah, Yeah. the Koopa Troopas were his troopas that would make him the
0: king. Yeah. Also, another note, multiplayer mode I just mentioned. On the Nintendo Entertainment System, multiplayer mode was just taking turns. (laughs) Remember, you couldn't be Mario
1: and Luigi at the same time. Yeah, multiplayer mode was just you don't have to hand the controller to the other person. They have their own. Yeah, but it worked. It sold uh, 48 million in
0: total. Hey, have you ever heard the joke, what is Mario Luigi's last name? Yeah, it's Mario. Yeah, isn't that fucking cute? Yeah. Okay. Super Mario Bros. is frequently cited as one of the greatest video games of all time, and it had praise on release of its precise controls. Not the first thing I think of. It is credited alongside the Nintendo Entertainment System as one of the key factors in reviving the video game industry after the 1983 crash and helped popularize the side-scrolling platform game genre. Did you know about a crash in
1: 1983? Hmm, no. I mean, I was one. Well, you you said uh, you didn't remember it for having precise controls. I mean, not that I knew at the time, but since I've played games, you know, over the years, and played a lot of Mario games. I have noticed that the Super Mario games have like a very. Uh, I'm not like obviously I'm not a video game developer, so I don't know the words for it. But whoa, whoa, whoa! You're not. Hang on, it, hang on. We're all confused here.
0: Give us time to catch up. You're not a video game developer.
1: The controls are very precise. Like you can. I'm not. I'm trying no, to you're right. There's uh, I'm You're right. Tr- there's a game that I played recently where the game where the controls were not precise like that. I can't remember what it was, but it drove, it was driving me absolutely crazy. And every Mario game that I can remember playing, at least the side scrollers, I mentioned I was playing mm-hmm. Super Mario U Deluxe or whatever it is, Yeah, the controls are still just as precise. And that's part of what makes it fun is if you... Anyone can pick it up and do it. Yeah.
0: Well, it's one of those things, precise controls isn't something you ever think about until you play a game that doesn't have precise controls.
1: Like fucking Earthworm Jim. Oh. Earthworm Jim looked fucking badass from the artwork and the way when you looked at the Mm -hmm. game being played, but it handled like an old jalopy.
0: That's my problem with a lot of racing games. And I don't mean just like the, I mean like the cartoony racing games like Mm -hmm. Spongebob and Sonic and those. Mario Myrkart's, Kirby has one too. Mario Kart's the only one that feels natural on the controls to me.
1: Responsive.
0: Yeah, responsive and logical. So, anyway, I guess maybe we should become a video game precision control podcast going forward. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to move on. But one more note is just the fucking Nintendo Entertainment System came out in 85, I think, or 80, 84, 85. And how much shit has happened since then in video games? Nintendo by themselves take out everyone else. Nintendo by themselves has released like 10 consoles since then. You know, an average of like every few years. I don't know, just how long does it go on? You know, is Nintendo making consoles for the next 100 years?
1: I don't know. Until they like become like implants. Until you can become Mm -hmm. a Nintendo cyborg, they're going to keep doing it. I would love that.
0: Two more quick notes on this game. You mentioned the music earlier and I have a note about that. The Mm -hmm. uh, Nintendo sound designer, Koji Kondo wrote the six-track score for Super Mario Bros as well as all the game's sound effects and it said he was largely influenced by the uh, the game's gameplay. He got to play demos before the release to match his music to the
1: game and his intent was to, quote, heighten the feeling of how the game controls. Yeah, the music and, and, the music and sound effects from Mario, I know pe- everybody agrees that they're iconic but I think it's because that guy is really, really good at it. If you think there's all kinds of sounds that are recognizable in games. If you think about like the Mario coin sound, yeah. you immediately hear it in your head. Yeah. Or his jumping, the like... hmm God, that was good. Yeah. Those are some of my favorite little noises. Well, my last note sums it up great.
0: All game, it's a game review site, gave the game five stars and stated, The sense of excitement, wonder, and most of all, enjoyment felt upon first playing this masterpiece of video game can't barely be put into words, and while sequels have far surpassed it in terms of length, graphics, sound, and other aspects, Super Mario Bros., like any classic, whether of a cinematic or musical nature, has withstood the test of time, continuing to be fun and playable, and that any gamer needs to play this game at least once, if not simply for a history lesson. And I thought that was well said. Do you
1: remember... Uh, Watching someone, especially when uh, with like the original Nintendo, play Mario for the first time and like yank the control, like move the controller up or like to the side, like jerk it to the side when they're trying to get him to jump or run over something. Yes. I need a YouTube compilation that's just older people (laughs) with the Nintendo controller trying to make it go by moving it.
0: I need a video compilation of old people just wrapping their lips around the joystick of a controller. And while you watch, <laughs> Brandon loves old people lips. All right. Give me another guess. Hmm.
1: How about Goldeneye? No, that's
0: a good guess. Not in the top. I have the top 22 in front of me. It's not in the top 22.
1: Legend of Zelda.
0: The only Legend of Zelda game in the top 22 is Breath of the Wild and it's number 17.
1: Damn. So, Super Mario 64 came with the system and is not included, right? Right. Hmm. Tech mobile no Mike Tyson's punch out. No Super Mario three that's number twenty one. God damn. I'm in trouble.
0: And by the way, I'll take Super Mario Brothers Three over Super Mario Brothers One any day.:
1: Yeah, well, you asked people on Twitter what their like all time Nintendo game was, and I think mine was Super Mario Brothers Three. That's the one I played the most of.
0: Yeah, I saw a lot of people saying that. I think I might have played Super Mario World more than that, but it was close. Super Mario World, by the way, is not in the. Let's see, it's uh, it's number fifteen.
1: Hmm. How about Super Mario Kart? Super Mario Kart is not in the top
0: twenty-two. However, there is Mario Kart's in the top twenty-two. Oh, uh, Mario
1: Kart sixty-four.
0: No, isn't that shocking? Sixty-four. You might not remember this, but we covered this in our console episode twenty-seven. The N sixty-four. You and I could have like sworn it would be like one of the top Nintendo consoles, but it's actually in the lower half of consoles based on sales. I don't think there's any N64 games in the top 10.
1: That is a huge bummer. There's not, yeah. I'm what looking, about there's a, uh, Tetris?
0: No, there was a Tetris that came with the Game Boy
1: that would have been like number two or something, but it's not. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. I had that. Uh, how about, I'm going to guess... Banjo-Kazooie is not in the top 10. No, no. Do you need a hint? I'm doing pretty shitty so far. I'm going to, I need to start.
0: (laughs) Well, don't overthink it. I mean, there's some really, really obvious ones here. Mm. You've mentioned one of them
1: in passing earlier. Not Earthworm Jim. (laughs) No, fuck no. Uh, Mario Kart 8. Okay, yes. Mario Kart
0: 8 is number five. Uh, but it's not the highest Mario Kart. Mario Kart 8 is the one that first came out on the Wii U and then later sold even better with the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch, which I have. Uh, It's number five with 33
1: million units sold. You have this. We played it together. We played it together with a friend our age and and my (laughs) seven-year-old. Maybe your age. We should play together more often. You mean on Mario Kart or just? I just mean let's
0: just play together. Get some toys out. Well, don't work tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, don't work tomorrow and uh, <laughs> we can play Nintendo all day. So, like three-fourths of the sales for this game came from the Switch. The Wii U was not a successful console. But like other games in the series, Mario Kart 8, players control characters from the Mario franchise and participate in kart racing on various racetracks, using a variety of items to, quote, hinder opponents or <laughs> gain
1: advantage in the race. Do you think hinder is a fair representation of what you do? Has it always been a part of Mario Kart that if you were in first place that the prizes you get are like bunk? I don't know if it's always been that way. It's at least been that way
0: most of the time. Uh I I couldn't tell you if Super Nintendo is that way. My
1: kid likes to play online better because he says you get more bullet bills that way. <laughs> Does he turn the setting on to like do bigger items? I haven't showed him that you could do that yet. <laughs> bullet bills. <laughs> Get more bullet bills. Loves the bullet bill.
0: As the name suggests, this is the eighth game in the series. Mario Kart 8 introduced anti-gravity sections that allow players to drive on walls or ceilings. Mario Kart 8 was a critical and commercial success upon its release. It's the best-selling Wii U game ever and the Switch version has 24 million by itself making it the Switch's best-selling game. And my last note here is the most important note we're going to talk about today, and that is that Luigi's Death Stare. Do you recall Luigi's Death Stare? No. Come on, yes, you do. It was the viral meme of Luigi. I got to look it up. <laughs> it's with that song, Riding Dirty. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> I love that. For anyone out there that is... <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, for anyone that has not
0: seen Luigi's death stare, I looked it up. Search it. It's a slow motion of Luigi throwing a shell at someone, and he has a death stare. And anyway, Wikipedia says that Luigi gives a disapproving glare.
1: He does look pissed (laughs) off.
0: The meme was nominated for the best gaming moment at the 32nd Golden Joystick Awards. Very prestigious. So, anyway, that came from this game.
1: I don't think I've seen it before. Hold on, it's pulling up right now. Oh, you have seen it. No, I saw the meme. I didn't, There's a video. I didn't see the video. Oh, the video is the best part.
0: What's amazing about memes and GIFs is most of the time, the original creator never even gets credit for it.
1: No, it's just some genius nerd somewhere who just... I always feel like they drop like the hottest meme in the world and they just kind of shrug and go on about their life and they're like, oh, I guess that really took
0: off, didn't it? If you have a YouTube video go viral, you can make money off that and like, you know, go on fucking The Ellen Show and shit. But if you have a meme go viral, no one gives a second of thought of who made this meme.
1: But you'll still like, people will remember it for the rest of their lives.
0: Yeah, but then you'll tell someone later like, hey, you know that uh, Luigi Death Star meme? That was me. I created that and they won't
1: believe you. They'll, no, they'll actually think less of you. They'll think that you're a liar, that you're a pathetic uh-huh. liar for trying to claim yeah. that you invented a meme. That's why you should always record yourself making memes. <laughs> yes. In case but of, even then,
0: you need to timestamp it. in case one of them really hits. For the sake of time, I'm just going to give you number four, which is Mario Kart Wii. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't have... Yeah, it's the best selling Mario Kart game ever. And it's also the second best selling Wii game ever. That should be a hint. Mario Kart Wii is, I mean, it's still Mario Kart. Mario Kart's going to be good no matter what. But it's one of the least good Mario Karts, in my opinion. That sold 37 million copies after being released in 2008. GameSpot also noted that, quote, nostalgia doesn't save most of the classic courses from being boring. GameSpot with some shade. And in 2010, Mario Kart Wii was included in the book, 1001 Video Games You Must Play Before You Die.
1: (laughs) If you're on death's door.
0: Can you imagine like, oh, I'm on death's door, I only have a day left to live, I need to play all 1001 video games on this list. No, it's a book in this book.
1: Well, what about Super Mario Galaxy? No, not in the top 22. Uh, how about Mario Party?
0: No, no Mario Parties. By the way, Mario Kart 7 on the 3DS is number 19.
1: I'm trying to think of another, like, what would have been a big selling Wii game.
0: Oh, and Mario Kart DS is number 13. That's all the Mario Karts. Uh, what about... mm,
1: mm, You said Wii Sports is not going to be on there. You did not count that one. No. But there's something very similar. Wii Sports, wait, uh, Wii Fit? Yeah, Wii Fit. What number do you think it is? Number three.
0: The fuck did you know that?
1: You just said Mario Kart Wii was the second best-selling Wii game.
0: Oh, yeah. All right, all right. Wii Fit and Wii Fit Plus combined have sold 44 million. It's the best-selling Wii game besides Wii Sports. It's number three and it came out originally in 07 and the Plus version came out in 09. Brandon, what can you tell us about Wii Fit and how much did you not play it?
1: Uh no I didn't I wanted one. I never did get one. It was a board. it was <laughs> it was <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's kind of sad like it's a board, a white board that goes on the floor, but it like well, it came with a disc you put in yeah, but it could tell it could tell how you were standing or moving, and you could do like yoga and balance games. I know there was balance games and stuff on there. well, yeah, and you could get fit. could you though? there's some controversy around we fit. I have a friend who uh, lost a bunch of weight and he attributed it partially to enjoying the Wii Fit. Was he uh, being sponsored by Nintendo?
0: Did he have a big Nintendo logo tattooed on his forehead when he said it? (laughs) He has Mario's
1: mustache tattooed on his face.
0: (laughs) Oh, got a tattoo of that. Okay, well, like you said, the game uses a board. It's a device that tracks the user's center of balance. It's not a balance board. Mm-hmm. The game features yoga, strength training, aerobics, and balance games. The creator described the game as a way to help families exercise together. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to fucking exercise with my family. I don't even want to see them. I'd, I want to pretend they're not here in the house with me most of the time.
1: Didn't have the Wii Fit, but when I was a kid, I had the power pad. Do you remember the fuck that? is the power pad? Holy no. shit. You need to look up the power pad right now. Is it Nintendo? Yes. It was this big plastic thing that you rolled out on the floor and plugged into the controller spot and you would like run on the spot on the buttons and jump and stuff. Yeah. It's
0: basically like the Dance Dance Revolution board
1: like think that but like an 80s version of it. Yeah. And an 80s Nintendo version. I just remembered it was my grandpa that had a Nintendo that came with Super Mario and Duck Hunt. My Nintendo that I got with my brother came with Super Mario Duck Hunt and this like track game or Olympics game. And that is what you could use. That's what you would play uh, when you played the power pad. And uh, I haven't told anybody about this in a long time. I just remembered it. So like, I remember sometimes my mom would like go to the grocery store or something and we're like, okay, she's gone. Let's get out the power pad and really like, (laughs) really go for it. you're supposed to take off your shoes you know you didn't want to oh ta- baby you didn't want to tear up the pad but you'd start running and then you're like well i gotta take off my socks because my my feet are slipping around so before you know it you're naked well it gets hot you're doing a lot of running and jumping as fast as you can and my mom would always come in and we <laughs> we're always in our underwear <laughs> running on the power <laughs> pad as fast as we could and I finally figured out that if you wanted to make your uh track star on the game run like a bat out of hell, you would just kneel on the ground and use your fists to like to hit the yeah, cheat instead, yeah, to cheat.
0: Why am I not surprised that you're cheating? By the way, why would anyone want to run like a bat out of hell? Because wouldn't a bat out of hell running be pretty slow? He needs to fly out of there.
1: Yeah, he would have to run on his little hand wing claw things. <laughs> Yeah.
0: That's something to strive for in cute-wise, but not speed-wise. Let me tell you more about this game. So WeFit has been used for, uh, let's see, physiotherapy rehabilitation and has been adopted by various health clubs around the world. There was a time where WeFit was like in every hospital and nursing home. Uh, it's been used in nursing homes to improve posture in the elderly. The game has received generally positive reviews, despite criticism over the lack of intensity in
1: some of its workout activities. Okay, what a fucking. Cr- well, <laughs> you, you made a, you made this uh thing out of nothing that uh you can exercise with your video game with, but mm, it's not that strenuous.
0: With your family, it's supposed it's to be not with like your family.
1: Real workout. Yeah, well, fucking horseshit.
0: That wasn't good enough for the Journal of Physical Activity and Health who did a study and found that the aerobics portion of Fit was not sufficient to maintain a heart rate of the recommended intensity for maintaining cardiorespiratory fitness. Another study published by Tokyo's National Institute of Health and Nutrition concluded that only 33% of the exercises qualified as medium intensity, the rest is low, and no exercise qualified as high intensity. What do you to say to that, Brandon?
1: Fucking lay off. You guys gotta chill out. Well? It's not that big a deal.
0: Speaking of chilling out, that's that's not what these parents in the UK did because they, <laughs> it doesn't say they sued, it just says that they publicly complained about the known limitations of BMI which led to their daughter being <laughs> labeled as overweight.
1: <laughs> that made their daughter overweight That because her <laughs> refit didn't work her out hard enough?
0: No, no. It said that the BMI, when it measured her daughter's BMI to like oh. set you up in the beginning, uh-huh. set your profile. That it labeled her as overweight and it hurt her feelings. Well. Nintendo apologized. <laughs>
1: I mean. That's it. That's the note. And that's, uh, that's what I would have, uh, as the, like a, the CEO of Nintendo, I would have said, well, just issue a hollow apology that we don't mean. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: You'd be a great PR manager at Nintendo. Yeah. You wouldn't. Hey, how about
1: Metroid? No. Yeah what about Nintendogs? (laughs) I'm shocked that you said that. Are you looking at a list? (laughs) No, I just remember. Okay. So, uh, I once did, I thought I was going to earn some like extra Christmas money one year. This is like right before, right after I got married. And when my friend, uh, my friend was the manager of a GameStop and I was like, oh, I'll go work there. You know, I had a full-time job, I was out of college, but I was like, I'll work there evenings and weekends and I'll get some like extra money for Christmas. Not fucking worth the trouble. But I did learn a lot about some video games and games that, uh, game systems that I had kind of missed out on. And the DS and 3DS games were kind of a mystery to me. There were these tiny little games and they were all weird. (laughs) They were all like mostly animal games or Pokemon games. I couldn't figure out what the hell they were about. But this one, I remember (laughs) always wanting to play. I just like, what the fuck is this about anyway? It was called Nintendogs.
0: Nintendogs? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's number 12. Ah, yes. 24 million units sold.
1: Did you ever play it?
0: You know, my wife, uh, she had a Nintendo DS from like when we were 15 or 16 or something. Yeah. And she just like rediscovered it, hadn't played it in like 10 years or something and we gave it to our five-year-old to play. I was going to say, she's
1: probably loving
0: that. I walked in the room one day and it there was a game that looked like Nintendogs on the screen. Uh-huh. So, I might have it in this house.
1: <laughs> you may have a Nintendog. And
0: I might need to play it. Um, okay. So, that's number 12. How about
1: Kirby? Any Kirby games?
0: No. Let me go through a bunch of big name games that are not in the top 22. Okay. Uh, Kirby is not. Donkey Kong. Sonic. Now, don't forget, Sonic is a Sega property, but it does have Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. No Mario Party. No Tetris. No Minecraft, despite Minecraft being number one among all consoles. No Zelda other than number 17, Breath of the Wild. No Star Fox. No Pac-Man. No Mario Sports spin-offs like Mario Golf or Mario Tennis. Mm-hmm. No Guitar Hero, no Kirby, no Mega Man, no Animal Crossing, no 007 or 007 Goldeneye. And in fact, there's zero sports games. Oh, I was just about to ask Unless if there was Mario even
1: like one Madden game. No. If this was like a PlayStation list, I'm sure it would be. You but... said Super Mario Odyssey was not on the list? No. There's, uh,
0: I think the only Switch game we already covered, yeah, which is the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe.
1: What about animal crossing no i just said that not in the oh. top
0: it's not on, not on
1: the <sighs> list. but
0: you need you should get the new animal crossing on the switch because it's
1: cute as shit i'm at a loss what about super mario uh the 3d one that came out for like the wii or the wii u
0: no but i'm gonna give you one for free which is the new super mario brothers wii
1: oh. you
0: said you had the wii u like deluxe version right ah uh, yeah on the switch i didn't realize that this was the is same the thing. one that was on the wii and it's number seven. It was good. Did you play this one on the Wii? Or do you mean the Switch one? I
1: just played it on the Switch. Like, I am playing it now.
0: Well, the original Wii version came out in 2009. It sold 30 million units. And like other side-scrolling Super Mario games, the player controls Mario as he travels eight worlds and fights Bowser Huntsman, blah, blah, blah. But this was the first side-scrolling Mario game where up to four players could play at the same time in cooperative and competitive multiplayer modes taking control of Mario as well as Luigi and one of two multicolored toads.
1: We haven't tried playing at the same time over here. I don't think my kid's ready yet for the full treatment. We did play... Have we? I think we talked before when we uh, talked about video games. There was a game for Nintendo Entertainment System uh, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. Yes. You could play as Chip and Dale at the same time. The thing was that you could pick up blocks or rocks or whatever. You throw them at the bad guys. You can also pick up your friend and throw them. Or your brother. And that's how I learned to take a punch. (laughs) My kid and I played Chippendales Rescue Rangers together and... Did you throw his ass off the cliff and whatever? He saw a new side of his father that would pick him up and throw him into an enemy if need be.
0: Well, you know, you can do that same thing in the new Super Mario Brothers Wii. That's it. I'm going to pick him up and throw him. Yeah. What good is having a kid if you can't pick him up in a video game and throw him off a cliff?
1: Did you say Super Smash Brothers was not in the top 10?
0: Uh, so no Super Smash Brothers. I want to read one note though from the Super Mario Brothers Wii, which is that the video game nerds listening to me are going to crucify me, but I, Shigeru Miyamoto, Miyamoto, he's the uh, like president of Nintendo's game division or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think he's a creator of Mario. It said that he held, held desires to create a Super Mario game with cooperative multiplayer since the series synthesis, so the first game. After failed attempts to integrate it into Super Mario 64 due to hardware limitations. Isn't that interesting that he, Super Mario 64 was supposed to be multiplayer? He was able to fully explore the concept with the advent of the Wii.
1: I don't think people realize how mind-blowing Mario 64 was just the first time you played yeah. it, period. To add two players into it, actually, it probably would have made you sick because they didn't really have the camera part quite down yet. You remember you, yeah. ha- you used to have to manually adjust the camera with those little yellow arrow buttons? Uh-huh. The C-pad. Yeah. Yeah, it probably would have made you sick.
0: Let's just knock out the other Mario real quick so we can move on from Mario. Number six is New Super Mario Brothers. It was a new take on Super Mario Brothers, but on the DS. 31 million units, published in 06. And this is the first game that led to the version that we just talked about on the Wii, the one on the Wii U, and the one on the Switch you're playing all were sequels of this one. But I wanted to read a quote from Wikipedia about the story. This is a direct quote. In the final battle of the game, Bowser Jr. flees once more across a lava chasm Mm -hmm. to a larger castle where he throws his father's bones into a cauldron and revives Bowser in his original form. That is badass. They attack Mario in tandem, but Mario drops the pair into the pit below. That's a fiery pit. In the game's final sequence, Mario rescues Peach, who kisses him on the dick. Oh, sorry, the cheek. Over the end credits, Bowser Jr. is seen dragging his unconscious father
1: across the floor. Isn't that dark as shit? Yeah, I like it. I'm glad that that made it into the Mario world. (laughs) That's metal. Throws his father's bones into a cauldron and then revives
0: him like a fucking witch doctor.
1: That's metal. I like it.
0: So, yeah. That was number six. So, you just need a uh, 2, eight, nine, 10, 11, 14. You said no Paper Mario, right? No Paper Mario.
1: Luigi's Mansion.
0: No. Super Mario Odyssey Switch, I said wasn't in the list but it's actually number 22. I just realized. Oh. Super Mario Land on the Game Boy is number mm-hmm. 20. In fact, let me just go through 22. Start at 22. So, 22 Super Mario Odyssey. 21. Super Mario Brothers 3 on the NES. 20. Super Mario Land on Game Boy. 19. is Mario Kart 7 on 3DS. 18. is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate on the Switch. 16. is the most random one of the day, and that's Brain Age on the DS. Isn't that crazy? Oh, is that like a learning game thing? Yeah. Well, it's like a brain exercises game. Yeah, it's number 15. It's a uh, number 16. So I'm gonna tell you. You need. I'll just spoil and say all. <laughs> All but one of the games you have left to guess are from the same franchise.
1: It's got to be, I just realized, all those little DS games. Is it Pokemon? It's Pokemon. Let's just fill in some Pokemon blanks here because they're all the same to me. Name one of them. Uh, they have colors, right? Like there's <laughs> like ruby or diamond. <laughs> oh, this is cute. Di- uh, there was a diamond or platinum or something one I know that there's one out recently that has a color on it. Mm-hmm. That's all I know about it. Why do, what do the colors mean? The m- oh, moon and sun. Those are not colors though. Well, those are the other ones that they got. <laughs> I don't the know. The most recent ones were sword and shield. Okay.
0: And before that was X and Y. But you're right, they started as colors. In fact, number two is the first ones, Pokemon Red slash Green slash Blue slash Yellow. Wait, is that the same game? No, it's four different games but that's what I was about to say, they're four variations of the same game because every time Pokemon has a new game, they release at least two and they're like mirror games and they're basically the same game except (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's some exclusive Pokemon. Different little critters in in them. (laughs) Different little Pokebugs in them. The one that kicked it all off in 96 was Pokemon, I think it was Red and Green. And then blue and yellow came after, but they're all considered the same like game. Right. 96 with 48 million units sold on the Game Boy. And the player controls the protagonist from an overhead perspective and navigates him throughout the fictional region of Kanto in a quest to master Pokemon battling.
1: What do you get out of winning (laughs) the Pokemon games?
0: Brandon, you get badges and then you have to defeat the Elite Four. But why? They are the top four Pokemon trainers in the land.
1: I mean... You're just a fucking boomer. uh, Yeah, I guess so, when it comes to Pokemon.
0: But yeah, it all started. The entire multi-billion dollar franchise of Pokemon started with these games. And the game's release marked the... Yeah, basically what I just said. Marked the beginning of what would become a multi-billion dollar franchise, jointly selling over 300 million video game copies. And in 2009, they appeared in the Guinness Book of World Records under best-selling RPG of all time. The concept of the Pokemon Saga, yeah, tell me. this is cute, stems from the hobby of insect collecting, a popular pastime which game designer Santoshi Tajiri enjoyed as a child. While growing up, however, he observed more urbanization taking place in the town where he lived, and as a result, the insect population declined. Tajiri noted that kids now played in their homes instead of outside, and he came up with the idea of a video game containing creatures that resembled insects called Pokemon. He thought kids could relate with the Pokemon by individually naming them, and then controlling them to represent fear or anger as a good way of relieving stress. However, Pokemon never bleed nor die in battle, they only faint. This was a very touchy subject to Jujiri as he decided, or as he did not want to further fill the gaming world with, quote, pointless violence. Did you know that Pokemon never bleed or die, they only faint?
1: I guess it's good for kids, but for an adult, that makes the stakes pretty low. Well,
0: I've played these games as adults, and I know plenty of adults that do. And the lack of violence does not hinder the gameplay experience. But there are times where you're reminded you're playing a game originally designed for children. Right. But that's okay. As the finished red and blue versions were being prepared for release, Nintendo allegedly spent over $50 million to promote the games in America, fearing the series would not be appealing to American children. Boy, were they wrong. The Western localization team, they warned that the, quote, cute monsters may not be accepted by American audiences, and instead recommend they be redesigned and, quote, beefed up. This is what you were kind of saying. Then president of Nintendo, Hiroshi Yamuchi, refused and instead viewed the game's possible reception in America as a challenge to face. And he was right. Pokemon has blown up. So you mentioned a bunch of other colors. Red, blue, green, yellow was two. You also had gold, silver, crystal at number eight. These were on the Game Boy Color, released in 99 with 29 million units sold. And this introduced a brand new generation, the second generation of Pokemon. Because, you know, each Pokemon game has, you know, roughly 100 new Pokemon in it. Uh And with the introduction of Pokemon breeding... Pokemon are assigned to one or two breeding groups. Whoa. When a male and female Pokemon that share at least one breeding group are left at a Pokemon daycare, they're fucking in the daycare. Gross. They may produce an egg which will hatch into a young Pokemon and the young Pokemon will inherit the species of its mother and moves from its father. Is that similar to you? Did you inherit the moves from your father?
1: I don't know about that but unfortunately my kid has inherited my moves. They're not good moves. (laughs) No.
0: Pokemon franchise has spawned anime, film series, live action film, books, manga comics, music, merchandise, and a theme park. That's all stuff we're working on for the Tanish podcast, by the way. <laughs> There's a Pokemon theme park? There's a Nintendo theme park, I think, in Japan. Maybe.
1: Here, I just, I just found it here. Oh, it's in, uh, yeah, it's in Japan. Oh, it's closed. For good, or just for COVID? No, it closed a long time ago.
0: Tennis Pod theme park, we're going to test it out first in um, Eurasia region and then bring it to North America and it will feature, what will it feature, Brandon? What kind of rides?
1: A ride where you get in a frog and it goes around and somebody throws knives at you. The fuck? (laughs) A roller coaster that has throw up in the seats. Hmm. This is awful. (laughs) And a cotton candy machine run by a guy, a big hairy guy with no shirt on. Eating a hot dog.
0: Um, And instead of water fountains, we have peanut butter fountains. Right. Right? Number 10 is Pokemon Sun, Moon, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. 25 million units. It's a 3DS game. And then number 11 is Pokemon Diamond, Pearl and Platinum. And 14 is Pokemon Ruby, Sapphire and Emerald.
1: Good lord. How many Pokemons are there out there in the world? You mean creatures? Yeah. Individual well, critters. Oh, wait. I just looked there's there's at there's like 800 and 900.
0: Yeah, it started with 150.
1: Good God. Good God. Oh, here it is. Now I can see I found out all the generations. There are eight generations. Yeah, which one's your favorite? Uh, the black one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, there's one more that's not Pokemon related.
0: Yeah. Number nine. This is probably what you do at home now by yourself. What do you play with by yourself at home when no one's around?
1: Um, there's, It's not a masturbation game. <laughs> I know that.
0: It could be misinterpreted as one. Let me think here. No, I don't know. We play. You play with your Wii, right? When you're alone. Wait, what does Wii play? A game featuring nine mini games, including a duck hunt esque shooting range, a fishing game, a billiards game, and more, designed to showcase the features of the Wii remote controller. It was like Wii Sports, but yes, but m- more. It's mini games instead of sports, and yes. you you point the remote at the TV and like you know you fish oh, with the remote. Oh yeah, control. I did.
1: Remember playing this shooting game? God damn it! Yeah, you fucking idiot.
0: It uh, sold 28 million units, came out in 07 for the Wii. Wouldn't it be odd if this came out for the N64 and it was called Wii Play? Anyway. hmm Now, this is kind of cheating because strong sales were largely attributed to the game's inclusion of an extra Wii remote at the time of its release. That's so for 50 why I bucks, it. Yeah. For 50 bucks. Okay, so here's the deal. The Wii remote by itself, like if you wanted an extra remote, mm-hmm. was $40. dollars now, if you paid $50 instead of 40 you got this game. So, this game was essentially $10 and then you got an extra remote. It's a hell of a deal, in fact.
1: Still a hell of a deal. I miss when games
0: are 50 bucks too. And this game received a lot of criticism for its repetitiveness. I'm just, That's what I just
1: noticed. It got shit yeah. on.
0: <laughs> it's the best-selling game of all time to never be bundled with a console. Isn't that fucking nuts? But it's bundled with a remote. Right. So, it's...
1: Not and like, so it's... Even though it's a crappy game, there is a story behind it making the top 10.
0: There's a Tanks game on there, a Uh minigame, that is pretty hard and I I actually put a lot of hours into that, I'm ashamed to admit. So, about this game though, the reviewers at Electronic Gaming Monthly gave the game varying scores of 6.0, blah, blah, blah. They stated that while, quote, anybody can play it, including grandma, you'll probably be bored
1: in minutes. Yeah, I wonder like... If some like great figure from history was given a glimpse into the future, let's say it's an angel, right? Appears to uh, Thomas Jefferson and says, Thomas Jefferson, I'm going to give you a glimpse into the future of America. And you will be able to see the fruit, you know, from the seeds you've planted here, fucking fruit in the revolution, the tree of liberty will grow. And let's, I'm going to give you a glimpse into the future. You can see what has come out of all of your hard work and your genius to help create this free country and that he gets this glimpse into the future into the year like 2006 i guess 2005 it's you putting hours and hours into this tanks <laughs> <laughs> he just sees you playing this tanks game losing getting mad throwing your little stick down Uh-oh. So, when you said it's a glimpse, he's sitting there for hours watching me? He's watching you just dumbfounded, crying.
0: (laughs) If a portal opened up where Thomas Jefferson could glimpse into the future, Mm -hmm. he couldn't go into the future, he could only see it. Yeah. Do you think he would just sit there and stare at me while I played for hours if the portal was open for hours? Or do you think after a few minutes, he'd be like, I've seen
1: enough? He. (laughs) 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 The angel, they're like, I may or not say angel because that's what you, let's just say like it's a robot from the future. And a robot's like.
0: Paul, uh, fuck, what's the. Saul
1: of Tarsus turned Paul. Paul Walker. Oh, oh, Paul Paul Walker. Yeah, Paul (laughs) Paul Walker. (laughs) From Fast and the Furious. With a halo. Says like, all right, you can watch as long as you want. You see as much of the future as you can through this portal, you know, pointed in this living room. And after a few minutes, he's like, nah, I just. This is enough. He's like, are you sure? Like he might, you know, turn it off, turn on the news. Uh, he's like, what's the news? Yeah. No, I've seen enough. This was a mistake. We should have <laughs> we should have stuck with kings and queens.
0: Honest question, if the founding fathers of America did see into the future, mm-hmm. it, like America today, 2020. Yeah. Do you think
1: they would still move forward the same way they did? No. No, in fact, I think in his, like one of his final speeches as president, George Washington warned against a two political party system. I think he warned something about that being like very bad. Yes. (laughs) No, I think they would probably say like, well, there's some other shit we need to write down in here. You guys have gotten off track. No orange men as president. That should have been the first amendment. Well, I think we can all agree. I nailed this list. Okay. You did not, in fact. No, this was a poor showing. This was really hard.
0: Let me go back through here. Number 15, Super Mario World on the SNES. 14, Pokemon Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald. 13, Mario Kart DS. 12, Dogs on the DS. I'll report back next episode on how good or bad that game is. Number 11 is Pokemon Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum for the DS. Ten is Pokemon Sun, Moon, Ultra Sun, and Ultra Moon for the 3DS. (laughs) Fucking Ultra Sun. That's exactly what we need. Yeah. Number nine is Wii Play. Number eight is Pokemon Gold, Silver, and Crystal, which is Game Boy Color. Seven is New Super Mario Bros. Wii. Six is New Super Mario Bros., which was on the DS. Five, Mario Kart 8 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Wii U and the Switch. Four, Mario Kart Wii. Three, Wii Fit and Wii Fit Plus. Two, Pokemon Red, Green, Blue, Yellow on Game Boy. And number one, maybe, Super Mario Bros (laughs) on the (laughs) NES, Wii, and Game Boy Advance. 48 million units sold. The original.
1: I should have had more games for the NES Zapper. Remember the gun? What the fuck is that? Oh, that. Yeah. It was called the NES Zapper.
0: Okay, fucking weirdo. Should have had more games for that. Did you notice a trend in the top 10?
1: I mean, this is all new shit, except for Super Mario Bros.
0: Five out of the top 10 are Wii games. And the only console of all Nintendo's main consoles to not be in the top 22 is my favorite, the GameCube. The best selling GameCube game had 7 million units sold, which is Super Smash Bros. Melee. 7 million units. Number 22 on our list had seventeen million sold, so the best-selling GameCube game was ten million behind number twenty-two, which is depressing to me. But what I totally missed
1: out on the GameCube. I have like I don't think I ever even played a GameCube.
0: Well, do you have a Wii? No, I don't. Well, I was gonna say because the original Wii, the newer ones don't, but the original Wii's like the first year or two, you could put GameCube games in them. Ooh. So yeah. Anyway, you know what else you can put GameCube games in? Your butt. Your fucking brain. Oh. Your brain. Your butt. <laughs> God. But, your butt and your brain. The show we're doing right here, right now
1: is supposed to make us smarter, but um, I don't know. I think I learned today that I didn't miss out on the Wii Fit.
0: Uh, why don't we end this episode by you telling me, A, your favorite Nintendo console that you've played, mm-hmm. and why, and then what are the top one, two, or three ish games that come to mind when you think of your favorite nintendo game
1: uh my favorite console overall would probably be the original nes Mm -hmm. that's the one i spent the most time with Uh, i mentioned super mario 3 uh that's probably the mario game that i played the most more than 64 i don't know i don't know about in like sheer number of hours in mario 64 i was like dead set on completing it getting all 120 stars and you get it yeah it was one of the first games where like i had to like go look up and i don't even remember where i looked it up because i don't remember if i guess we did have the internet remember game shark maybe i looked it up in game shark yeah i had to look up where to find some of the final stars because they were not easy to find
0: Maybe you looked in that same portal Thomas Jefferson did to, to look at the internet later.
1: I saw Thomas Jefferson oh, whacking off. <laughs> oh, God. But uh, more recently, I would say Breath of the Wild was a lot of fun. Yeah. And my kid watched me play it. He had a lot of fun watching me play it. And we're both really pumped for the sequel, whenever that's supposed to come out. Will this stupid virus bullshit slow that game down? It's like it's slowing everything else down.
0: I'm sure it will. I haven't heard anything about it. I'm sure it's delayed.
1: God damn it. This, if you, hey, virus, if you're out there listening, go fuck yourself. (laughs) We're sick of your shit.
0: By the way, you said you didn't really play GameCube. My favorite, like, Super Mario game is... Mm -hmm on the GameCube, Mario Sunshine. I've never even heard of that. Sequel to Mario 64. You should play it. So my favorite console, I already said, it's probably the GameCube. Now, N64 is the one that I'd logged the most hours in as a kid. But GameCube had my favorite games because Mario Kart Double Dash was my favorite Mario Kart for a long time. I think, I think the one on the Switch now is probably the best. But Paper Mario, Thousand Year Doors, is my all-time favorite game. It's on the GameCube. He had Pikmin on there. Some really good Mario parties. And I think the Switch is turning out to be, all in all, all things considered, one of Nintendo's strongest consoles ever. Yeah, it's kind, so, of, yeah. Hard,
1: kind of hard to beat the travel ability. Man, may, do you have Nintendo's tattoo on your face now? Uh, I'm looking at the Super Mario Sunshine and I'm really bummed that I missed out on this. It's great. Wearing some kind of jetpack. pack, mm-hmm. way better graphics than the 64.
0: And it's a little more sandboxy. Yeah, insane boss. A little more free-roaming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anything else? No, that's it. We did it. We're good. Okay, so next week, we will be back with episode 89. Brandon's Mm -hmm. gonna have that list of ruski. And in the meantime, fucking rate us, review us. Find us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash TennisPod. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thanks.